This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to Aviation Careers Podcast. Today we answer your questions in a very special location. Have you just heard one of the uh, Piper Cherokees flying by? Decided to do something a little bit different, and we may do some more things in the future, uh, adding to the podcast, and that's going to be transmitting or recording right here uh, near my hangar at Lakeland Linder Airport. You know, for those of you that want to come visit or just wave as they come by, I'm actually in a hangar overlooking Taxiway Alpha is to the south of me. So if you know where Gulf and Alpha are, that's uh, that's where we're located. Can't come see me directly, but if you do fly in, Shelt Air is the closest FBO. I can actually uh, run over there and pick you up. This is going to be really exciting. I decided to give it an experiment, and there's going to be a lot of aircraft noise in the background, maybe some radios uh, telling you about the air traffic control and what's going on at the airport. The view today is wonderful. For those uh, that know Lakeland Airport, I'm basically at Show Center, but on the north side, I'm over looking show center for sun and fun and the folks over at NOAA and of course the folks at Polk State College towards the east of the runway here. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited about this. I'd like some feedback uh, on what you think of this and what you think of the uh, live recordings here at the airport. I thought it'd be a lot of fun to, instead of sitting in my office recording, get out here to the airport, get a little aircraft noise, just like we heard starting the podcast here. Well, again, welcome. This is the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. You know, if you have any questions, comments, or inspirational stories or announcements, please write us at feedback at Aviation Careers Podcast today. And that's actually what we're going to do today is we're going to actually do some questions here. So uh, before we get started, a couple announcements. Uh, obviously, you can go out to aviationcareerspodcast.com and look at all the different courses where we have. One of the things that we have, it's set up more like a course, is the Aerospace Scholarships Guide. And we have over $50 million of scholarships in there. Alicia is the person that's in charge of the Scholarships Guide, and she's doing a great job. We're continuing to expand that guide. It's been very focused on aviation, meaning jobs in flying and also mechanics. We're starting to expand more towards engineering and other fields within aviation, trying to get more air traffic control scholarships and scholarships throughout the world. One of our pushes lately has been Canada, so we're starting with our our neighbors. And if you want to look at the updates, they're right there at the beginning of the guide as far as the number that we have added and changed. Constantly changing, constantly new scholarships out there, and uh, it's real simple. It's $10 for one-year access to the Scholarships Guide. So, Also, if you want to pay it forward and give away a Scholarships Guide to somebody, just go to the Pay It Forward tab, and you can help somebody else move forward in their career, in their life. Well, on with the show. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'm sure there's not going to be a lot of difference between what I'm doing right now as far as the live broadcast. You may hear me break away every so often to listen to a jet go by or another aircraft. But other than that, it's the same format. We're going to answer your questions in this one. And also, we may start bringing some people out here to do the interviews live uh, right here on our own deck that's on the north side of the uh, field. And by the way, haven't really put the YouTube channel together yet for this, uh, but we are going to start answering your questions live because a lot of people have asked me. They'd like to talk to me directly and have enjoyed watching all the different uh, shows that we've done, like the Deland Sport Aviation Showcase and those type of things and doing live interviews. I think it'd be a lot of fun. We may start doing some from the hangar here. Anyway, let's get started with some of the questions. So let's go. 
First question comes in, says, thanks for all the wonderful information you provide on your podcast. As I go through a midlife career change, I value the firsthand information you share and the unique perspective your guests bring. I'm 52 and exploring different aviation-related career options, balancing family, quality of life, and travel demands. I found your recent shows on dispatching very intriguing. Several times you mentioned the dispatch exam and referred to it as essentially or basically the ATP exam. Again, his question is, and I read this before, but we'll go back. We're going to repeat it uh, and answer it. Says so His question is, the, is the exam the same? Is the exam the same? Not only in content and question pool, but its recognition. In other words, if I pass the dispatch exam, say, three years from now, decide to pursue an ATP rating, well, I need to retake the exam. I believe the ATP written has a 60-month validity. I notice many job postings want valid ATP written exam. Would passing ADX, the aircraft dispatcher, qualify? Thanks for your time. Uh, you know what? We have a great resource, uh, both in Michelle Byroads and also Adam Abouid and John Ford. We're going towards all these folks for information on the dispatching, and I absolutely love dispatchers, and it's something that I think I would absolutely enjoy doing because it's very challenging. But this is a really good question because things have changed since the past as far as the ATP exam. So I don't want to confuse you what the rules used to be. Let's talk about what they are right now. So basically, the pool of questions is the same. And, uh, oh, and there goes another Piper Cherokee doing a touch and go. I told you this is going to be much more exciting doing these, <laughs> these question and answers here at the airport. The pool of questions are the same. However, it's... Uh, it's two separate exams, okay? So you can't combine the two exams for the ATP for the pilot and the aircraft dispatcher certificate. Um, it's it's dispatch dir directed, the dispatcher exam, and the ATP exam is more pilot directed. The aircraft dispatcher knowledge exam is actually valid for only two years. Um, if you want to pursue both tests, if you want to do both, right? So you're going to have to take both tests. And uh, so remember that you definitely have to take both written exams. So they cannot be combined is really the crux there. Remember in the old days, you used to be able to take the ATP written and then you go back and take your ATP written again for the dispatchers or dispatcher written and boom, you got it. Not anymore. It's kind of like uh, some people get their instrument written done and then they get their instrument uh, instructor done right away. So hopefully that helps. Uh, and yes, they are very similar, the exams. Not much difference at all. They're almost exactly the same. Uh, but you do have to study for two separate ones and take two separate exams. Uh, so anyway, I'm hoping that helped. If you have any other questions, of course, please write us back. Feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Next question says, hello, I'm 30 years old and recently began my flying career pursuing my private pilot license. I've completed my first solo in a 172, have about 25 total flight hours to date. I didn't think a career as a professional pilot would be possible for me. However, after listening to your podcast, I was mistaken. I have a bachelor's and a master's degree in civil engineering, and I'm looking at ATP and other flight schools at the local airport, but have a few reservations and questions. Uh, first is question, of course, and I get this a lot. Is ATP a good flight school? I know they're popular, will probably get me through the fastest, and have the opportunity to flight instruct after getting through. But are graduates from the program expected in the industry? Uh, by the way, that statement is uh, being popular and getting through quickly, and is there an instructional job at the end usually? That's kind of true of most schools, is that if you do well in the school and they like you, then you'll get a job instructing. This 
when they talk about instructing, no matter what school, it's not really guaranteed. I mean, they guarantee you like an interview, like every school does, but it doesn't mean they're going to take you. So uh, as far as is it respected in the industry, uh, I think that's, <laughs> you know, this is very subjective, and I'll tell you why. Because some people do highly respect certain schools, and some people highly respect other schools and don't respect ATP. It's, it's, it's just the way life is. People have opinions about everything. So when you ask that question, it all depends on you. It depends on is it good for you. That's the most important thing. What are you going to get out of this? Maybe it's not good for you. Maybe it is good for you. But you have to make that decision and not listen to other people. Because everybody has an opinion about flight schools. No matter what flight school you go to, let's not even talk about ATV. Let's talk about any flight school. People are going to say that's the worst, that's the best. Um, there are schools, I think, that do a better job. ATP does a great job of getting people through quickly, building their hours, and uh, building some good cross-country time. So there's, there's a bonus right there. So let's, uh, I'll give you that positive right there. So, yes, there are people that respect this flight school, but they respect many other flight schools in the industry. Anyway, he is, uh, continues, Assuming everything goes well and I build my hours and get my 1,500 hours as flight instructor, what would my prospects be like at the regionals with a plan to eventually make it to a legacy as a 35-year-old? I know there's a pilot shortage, but I'm concerned there won't be much opportunity to move up to a legacy at that point. So this is kind of interesting. We talk about a quote-unquote pilot shortage. There are times that there are shortages of pilots, and there have been in the recent past, even before the last recession. It was very short-lived. People were getting hired with very low hours very quickly. So um, if you're looking at trying to time the market, that's the worst thing you can do, meaning time the recession that's coming up in the future. Um, all I can say is my prediction has been it's going to be one in the next 20 years. Uh, as far as moving on to a legacy, that could happen. You could get, quote unquote, stuck at a regional. But remember this. Say you do get stuck a, at a regional and you want to move on to a legacy. You may be able to jump on the next opportunity, the next hiring stage. See, what happens is when they start furloughing at the legacies and many airlines, but primarily at the legacies because their furloughs are usually a lot larger and they're a lot longer and deeper within the seniority list. And those folks are going to take a while to bring people back on. But interestingly, if you look at the numbers uh, as far as people being furloughed, everybody that's been recalled at an airline doesn't necessarily go back to the airline. Sometimes they defer that recall. So interestingly, you may actually get hired while somebody is on furlough, in other words. So that could happen. Uh, So don't, again, if this is something you really want to do, I would definitely pursue it. Don't look at it for the past, in the next five years, look over the past, the next 10 years. Look at the length of different recessions. Look how much of an impact there was on on the hiring. Great example is after 9-11. I mean, look at all the people that we had that were on the street, you know, no more airlines flying, and then they, other airlines cropped up right after that. That was actually a, a very interesting time where you saw lots of legacies go under, uh, lots of legacies, I should say, uh, either merge, uh, go bankrupt, and then furlough quite a few people. And then you saw other airlines start up during that period and hire many people and then never furlough. So it, it really depends there. Uh, I would actually, I think I hear your concern. Your concern is you really should plan for the future. Plan to have as many hours as you can. And that's why I tell people, is a 1,000 hours PIC important for an airline? Not as much as it used to be. Is it important for your career? Yes. If you, you really want to have that 1,000 hours of PIC in a turbine somewhere so that if something happens in the industry during a downturn, you'll be able to get hired.
hopefully that that answers your question there so uh so as far as 35 years old you're looking at another five years till you get to where you want to be five to even ten years depending on if there's a recession or a downturn in the economy but that would put you at 45 another 20 years in the industry flying and you have to again that's where you make that call uh, by going to a career coach going to somebody and say hey listen what is it you specifically want to do and is this a good choice for you on a separate topic, he's, he continues, are there career opportunities for someone with a civil engineering background in the aviation field outside of flying? Uh, he says, thanks for putting on your podcast. I really enjoy listening. And there's a lot of good information. By the way, um, as far as civil engineering, I have a whole family of civil engineers that have worked at airports. So I'm going to say a definitive Absolutely, yes. And that just comes from my own experience, having had uh, some of my relatives work in civil engineering in many different realms, working at airports, control towers. People work in many different facilities, jobs. There's civil engineers that are actually hired by the specific airlines. There's civil engineers that are hired by the actual airport. So yes, you definitely want to take a look at the different jobs that are out there. They're out there, and there are lots of jobs in civil engineering, especially at airports. Remember, civil engineering, transportation. This is transportation, and there are jobs in that in that field. And the coolest thing is you get to work at the airport, and you get to hear what you just heard, airplane noise. You know, here I am hanging out doing my podcast at an airport. What a wonderful place to, to be. What a wonderful job to actually sit here looking out my window, watching airplanes taking off and land. I'm actually not <laughs> looking out the window. I'm actually sitting out on the park bench right now and watching airplanes take off and land. You could do the same if you're working as a civil engineer at an airport. Now, with that said, I just want to caution you. A lot of civil engineering firms, they do other transport facilities, so they'll do roads, et cetera. And even my family that's been in the engineering business, civil engineering, they had to go on to other projects that included transportation. Some of them were transportation projects that were at bases, military bases and, and Navy bases and things like that, which actually is pretty cool. I know it's not in the aviation field, but actually it's, it's really, really awesome. Tell you what, I think I'm really enjoying these flybys, and, and I, I'm going to do it more often. Have the podcast here on the deck uh, of uh, Aviation Careers Podcast. We're going to we'll call call this the deck for uh, Valeria Aviation, both Aviation Careers Podcast and the Stuck Mike Avcast. I'm just having a blast out here watching airplanes. Too bad my plane's in the shop. I'd be up there flying myself. Uh, which is another thing we're going to start doing, too. Some videos from the cockpit once the plane gets back online. Time for the maintenance and also time for an annual. Anyway, thanks for that question. By the way, uh, I did follow up with him and sent him past episodes as far as the ATP when we were talking about the school and fast track schools like ATP. That was back in episode 49. So it's a way back there. So if you want to listen to that one, you can. There's lots of other ones out there, and uh, there's links to those that are the different fast track programs. So after he did say, after he listened to that one, he is looking at. Uh, some other different possible combinations of schools, etc., and fast track programs. It's a uh, Piper Arrow flyby. Gotta love it. Gear just came up, flying by center field, about to turn out. So he uh, continues. Uh, he says that the uh, ATP standard course gets you through with certifications to be an ATP pilot. However, they also offer an option to get the multi-engine ratings at the time. Is it worth the extra cost to get the multi-add-on? Uh, and I think he quoted something about $20,000. That number, by the way, 
it's like any number you have to figure out what's included in that if it's twenty thousand dollars in one hour of multi-time that's not worth it if it's twenty thousand hours in a bunch of multi then it is worth it but i say to you this anybody who's considering the multi add-on just not not just in this program i think it's important to realize what you want to do in the future do you want to go to an airline airlines have multi-engine aircraft so the faster you get your multi-engine commercial the better just to get it done it doesn't mean you're going to get a job right away you really, again, don't let it take away from you getting the certificates you need to build the hours now. In other words, your single-engine commercial, that's where you're going to build all your hours. It may be the CFI. Make sure you get those. But if you have the opportunity to get the multi-commercial done, get it out of the way. You know, I'm a good example of that. I didn't get mine done right away. I really wanted to get out there flight instructing. I kept putting it off and putting it off, and I lost a lot of opportunities to do some flying in a twin. And finally, I said, that's it. I'm leaving. I'm going to go on a vacation and do my rating, which bodes well to these type of programs that have the quick programs where you finish up and get your ATP or you get your multi where you're doing it on site. It's good because then you're not distracted by other things and other parts of life, like you want to you're wanting to go fly or, or something like this, uh, a flyby of another airplane. That's quite distracting too. And if you're hanging out at the airport, maybe who knows? Maybe you won't be uh, one of the people that gets done quicker because you're distracted by other things that are going on, like other job opportunities that come up. Because that does happen too, by the way. People they look at jobs at any general aviation airport, a big one. And there's jobs out there. You know, we talked about networking, et cetera. And a good example is where I'm sitting right now. We have students at the different schools here that are working in the hangars that I'm in. These are private owners that want the airplanes flown by professional pilots to different destinations. The only downside to that is a lot of times that private flying, you're not getting many hours. A good example, the pay's great. Say they're going to pay you $300 for a day to go fly their Cessna 182. And you're going to get a whole two hours in one week. Well, yeah, the pay is great, but you're not building the hours and you want to concentrate on, on the hours. That's for sure. Hopefully it answered that question. Let's take one more question and then we'll move on. I'm, I'm really hoping you're enjoying this. I'm, I'm getting a kick out of this hanging out at the airport. Uh, I obviously get excited by airplane noise. Anyway, our next one comes in and says, uh, Hello, I've been an air traffic controller in a tower slash Tracon or an up-down for over 11 years. Uh, the up-down they're talking about is where the tower and the Tracon are basically in the same physical location, and they, they physically can work both, or they can work both facilities. Uh, there's a couple of them, and I'm not sure if the one closest to us, Tampa, is anymore. I'm pretty sure it is. Gosh, it's been so many years since I've been in there. I better ask that question. Uh, hopefully, may, maybe we'll take a, a visit over there. Uh, anyway, he continues, he's been doing this for over 11 years and is looking for some opportunities to teach air traffic control students online, but my searching hasn't led me to anything that's online and part-time. I was wondering if you know any online schools that are looking for someone with a long uh, experience in the field to serve as an adjunct professor. One of the things that I've noticed is, especially in the air traffic control field, most of these are full-time positions, and these are professors they want to have full-time, not as many adjunct professors. I've run this by a bunch of people that I know in the field, and they've said the same. Not that it's, it's not impossible to find, but it's a lot tougher than, say, a regular aviation program. So what I would ask you is this, and I know other air traffic controllers who've done this, would you consider maybe teaching at another uh, school other than air traffic control where your experience as an air traffic controller would help them. For example, an aerospace program 
where having that person standing in front of you as an actual air traffic controller relating these experiences, I think that would be awesome. And I would love you to think about pursuing that. So yes, I, I know it's, it's really difficult to find those. It's much easier, obviously, to find the different aerospace type of jobs out there that are for things like air traffic control. You'd be great for that. Uh, also, weather, all these type of things, all these type of courses that are out there in these aviation programs, that might be something you'd be interested in. So I'd, I'd highly recommend you looking towards that. He continues, also, I've listened to many of your podcasts and don't remember if you ever had an air traffic controller on your program. There are many times that pilots seem to question why we give them certain instructions, what bothers us with some requests and other helpful information. I think I or any other controller could help your pilot listeners gain valuable insight to the people on the other side of the radio. Let me know if you'd be interested in having me on your program. Thanks. Uh, by the way, aviationcareerspodcast.com under the categories, you click on air traffic control. We've had a few on. And we talked about government jobs. Russ Rosleski was an air traffic controller. Uh, he was in the military. And we haven't actually had someone on the show in a long time. So if you're interested in coming on the show, please do. And I have a course on how to be a guest on the show. It's a real quick seven-minute course. It also has the different steps where you can go through and click on, you know, schedule an appointment, etc. Uh, there goes another Aero Commander that's flying by center field. Wheels up, low pass, beautiful plane. Commander is a wonderful aircraft. So as far as you're coming on the show, yes, we'd love to have you. And if you're someone listening that has a unique story or also has something that the listeners would gain knowledge from and or inspiration, we'd love to have you on. Remember on the side of the website to the right, if you scroll down, it says how to be a guest on Aviation Careers Podcast. Click on that. And we'd love to have you on. We want to talk more about the career side of thing on this podcast. is more career side than it is, say, the actual air traffic control back and forth and, and learning the specifics. But we, if you're one of those people that want to talk about learning to fly and living to fly and loving to fly, that's the Stuck Mike Avcast. That's our general aviation podcast. And we'd love to talk to you more over there, like specifics on you know what is a cruise clearance, those type of things. Absolutely would love to have you uh, on both podcasts. I think those are, are both different formats. But I really would love to talk about specific careers and then the day in the life. That would be wonderful. And if you're someone listening that's interested in sharing your story, it's real simple. Like I said, go onto the side, click on how to be a guest or you want to be a guest and just come up with three to five talking points and we'll take it from there. It's just a conversation, a simple conversation. It's just like sitting in a living room telling one of your friends and family about your job and what you like about your job and also uh, what you don't like and what the challenges are, different things like pay and being real honest. And that's what we try to do is be a quite transparent here with the podcast. Well, folks, this has been a blast. I'm sitting out here, show center, at uh, Lakeland Linder Airport. If you're looking at your charts, take a look at the intersection of Gulf and Alpha. I look out over Alpha southbound. Uh, I can't, you know, well, I guess I could have you come visit at my hangar, but the best place if you ever do fly in is to visit me over at Sheltair. Uh, definitely tell me if you're going to come in sometime. A lot of times I'm not here. Luckily, I'm here today and I'm hanging out. I'd like to be in my airplane flying around right now, but gosh, you know what? Sometimes maintenance happens and that's just the way life is. And, uh, you know, having an airplane 
Part of that is not being able to fly it sometimes. So what do you need to do? You need to buy more airplanes. And that's actually, that's for another episode, by the way. I'm looking at another aircraft on the field, uh, so I don't, uh, anyway, I'm not going to talk too much about that because I kind of wanted to make a surprise. I just spoiled it. Uh, I am looking towards the possibility of a seaplane. Very, very excited about that. Folks, you know, one of the things that I've loved doing is talking about aviation and bringing you into that world of aviation. This career podcast is an exciting podcast, and it talks about the field of aviation from a professional perspective. I'm sitting here at an airport, and I'm hanging out watching general aviation airplanes. Those are two totally different fields, general aviation and recreational flying, as opposed to flying professionally. But you know what? If you do both, you get surrounded by aviation, and it is absolutely wonderful if you love aviation as much as many of us do. And that's the reason that I do this. I mean, if I got paid the same amount of money to fly my 172 around as I do fly the Airbus around, I would probably do that full-time, although the air conditioner in the Airbus works better. But anyway, the <laughs> one of the things that I, I think you should think about is this, is that you really need to remember what got you into aviation and flying, that passion. Get back to your roots. A lot of people, we, we get kind of stuck in a rut where we're just trying to go forward with our career and progress through the ratings, et cetera, because it is a, it is a career for us. And that, that's great. You should do that. But please stop and enjoy the ride. I, I need you to do this for me. I want you to do, this is my challenge to you. I want you to do one flight a month. That's fun, period, fun. You're going to learn something. You learn something on every flight. But I really want you to do that because sometimes we get caught up too much in training. And if it's something that's really short, sure, let's do that. Maybe it's part of a lesson. It's a cross country. Maybe you can actually say, hey, listen to your instructor. After we're done with this lesson, can we just do something fun? I want to go check out an airport. I want to go pop in, have lunch. I want to go see the coast. I want to fly around my house. I want to fly over something that really interests me. But please try to do that. Try to do that for me just so you can keep that passion going because what's going to happen is you're going to get to the airlines, you're going to get to that job, and you're not going to have quite the memories you thought you would because you, you did it so quickly. That's when it's time to get back to your roots, get back into smaller planes, and get out there and fly and hang out at the airport. You don't even have to fly, by the way. You can get out to the airport and just watch airplanes and, and help people and discuss the different job opportunities with people. I know I do that a lot here at the airport where I'm hanging out. It's just, you know, here I am and, and hanging out and talking to somebody who comes up to me about jobs, and it's wonderful because it really inspires people. So I want you to do that. But one of the things I want you to do, which is really the most important thing, is instead of just listening to me right now, I want you to do something right now. Do something today to move forward in your career. If you're driving right now, wait till you pull over. If you're working out, you're at the gym, you're trying to <laughs> lose some weight, wait till you're done with your workout. But just remember... When you stop this recording, I want you to think about what you're going to do today to move forward in your career and your life in flying. Well, folks, I really enjoyed bringing you to this podcast here at the center of the airfield here at Lakeland Linder Airport. If Again, if you ever go by, you might see me out here at the corner of Gulf and Alpha, uh, just looking out southbound. I'm really enjoying watching some Moonies take off and couple Piper Cherokees, 172s, an Aero Commander, an Arrow, uh, about to see a Super Decathlon take off. Just saw King Air land, and also one of the NOAA planes just landed right before I started the podcast. That's been a lot of fun. It's been exciting for me to bring this to you, and I hope you've enjoyed it. Well, safe flying. We'll talk to you next episode. And don't forget, do something today to move forward in your career.
You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved.